the St. Louis Wedding Podcast, helping you plan the best wedding in the St. Louis area. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. Today, we are at Ambassador Travel in Belleville, Illinois, and I am sitting here with Julia Crunk owner of Ambassador Travel. Julia, welcome to the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. Oh, so tell us about Ambassador Travel. How long have you been in business and how did you get started? Well, we've uh, been in business since 1974. I started in 73, actually, at a cab company that was owned by a travel agency doing uh, books, bookkeeping. And as I learned the aspects of what they were doing, I wanted to be part of that. So I basically trained myself had teachers there that helped me and became a travel agent. And so when did Ambassador Travel get started? At first we were Ryan Travel, then they went out of business and we became Travel Unlimited. We were Ten Holder Travel, Travel Express, and then Ambassador Travel. And it was just basically the owners fighting or not fighting and getting rid of this and keeping that and so it just evolved into Ambassador Travel. And about 10 years ago, um, Kenny Fisher owned the agency at that time, and he wanted out of the agency. So Larry and I bought it. My husband and I bought the agency. So you and Larry have owned it for the past 10 years? Yes, yes. So let's just dive right into this. Uh, we're going to try to help couples that are planning their wedding by answering any questions that are related to using a travel agent for their honeymoon or destination wedding. And, of course, the, the million-dollar question that everybody wonders about is, does it cost me to use a travel agent? Actually, for a wedding, destination wedding, honeymoon, or even um, tours or cruises, there are no charges from our agency. I can't speak about other agencies because I know many do have fees. Uh, we don't have fees. If you want to buy just an airline ticket, then yes, we have a fee for that. But if an airline ticket is included in your tour package or your cruise, we do not have a fee at all. So a couple that's looking to plan their honeymoon, they can walk in and sit down with one of your agents or yourself and talk about all things destinations for their honeymoons, and there's no fee involved with that. Definitely, definitely. And what we, we really boast on, we're only open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, but we do have evening hours by appointment and Saturday's hours by appointment. If the bride and groom can't come in during our regular hours because they sit, they're probably working as well then we make that adjustment for them. I'm more than willing to do that. Okay. What are the main reasons why couples should consider using a travel agent? Well, look at my background. I've been doing business since 1974 as a travel agent. I'm on my fourth passport, which are good for four, 10 years each. You're showing your age. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't care. That's fine. But I'm showing also my expertise. We visit these destinations. We, we learn about them. We tour the hotels or stay in the hotels, and we have firsthand knowledge of what they're like and where they're at, and if we like them or don't like them, what's the food like. We also, during our travels, meet the people that are there that can help us if there's any need arise for any help that my clients might need while they're there. So if your clients are away on a trip, let's say on their honeymoon, and they experience an issue, you have resources available that can help them get that issue resolved Always, always, and almost every in every resort that we sell. We only will sell the resorts that we have personally experienced, not something that's just 
$2.99 on the website because we want the vacation experience to be the best it can be. Gotcha. So most couples um, probably consider you for honeymoons, I'm sure, but can you also help them with destination weddings as well? Definitely. We've been uh, working on destination weddings for over 30 years, and we do really about 20 a year because I have three agents, and we each take the clients and make the destination weddings. It takes a little bit longer to prepare a destination wedding because we have certain questions that we ask. Do they want to legally get married in that destination? Because then there's other rules if it's, if it's legal. There's other rules if it's um, Catholic or if it's Indian. A lot of people would just choose to get married here in the courthouse and then go there and just renew their vows and have a celebration. And then they take the people with them. So what are some of the biggest um, hurdles that you see when trying to plan a destination wedding for a couple and their families? The biggest hurdle is finding an available date when they want to be married. Summer is very popular. Saturdays are very popular, as you know, for the weddings industry. So more and more people are, are electing to do a Thursday or a Friday wedding to have their time specific. That's the first thing we have to do is figure out where they want to go and then search the destination hotels and what's available for the weddings. For example, 5 o'clock weddings are so popular because it's sunset that they're extra cost and they're, there's only one can be done a day. Many Sometimes people want two. those right. sunset weddings on the beach. That is correct like because it's not so hot during the day where they're at, you know, to where they are sweltering in their clothes and then later on they have a party. So they try to do it all at one time, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, done. So in addition to or helping organize their travel arrangements, you're also acting as a liaison with the, the resort, and I'm sure they have a, a wedding coordinator type of person on site that has to arrange those things too. Correct. And so you're kind of that go-between to help make sure those things happen. Up to a point, yes, we are. We are the go-between actually setting up the wedding, setting up the travel, uh, getting all the contracts done, and the wedding coordinator at the resort doesn't come in until maybe 35, 45 days before they travel. There's some communication through email, but they have weddings every day. So they try to spread them out to where they have to take care of the weddings that are right now. You have to wait a little bit. Sure, I got you. Mm -hmm. I know from firsthand experience trying to book a trip with 14 or 12 people. In this case, you're doing it for destination weddings. But we've had personally great experiences with your staff uh, in the fact of trying to, to book a, a large group like that. Um, sometimes it seems like you're herding cats, you know, trying to make sure that all the pieces fit together and uh, all of the different people get where they need to go and, and get their tickets and, and so forth. What are some of the most popular destinations that you're booking for honeymoons or that you're suggesting couples consider? The very most popular destination is Mexico, believe it or not. Cancun, Riviera Maya, north of Cancun, and Playa Mujeres, Costa Mujeres. Mainly because right now out of St. Louis, there's a nonstop flight every day to Cancun, every single day. There are many, many resorts they can choose from, rated anywhere from a three all the way up to a six golden. And their guests have the opportunity then to, if some can only afford three nights, we can work it for three nights, or four nights, or seven nights, or six nights. A lot of the other destinations, and actually Mexico is one of the cheapest destinations. Well, and it's also one of the shortest, because I know with my experience with trips booking through you guys going to Mexico, 
we're wheels down in two and a half hours. Two and a half left. hours. That's right. And You're on the beach with a cocktail by noon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamaica is very popular. Uh, next year for 2019, they're not going to have nonstop flights on a charter basis, but Southwest is coming in with a nonstop flight on Saturdays. This is some of the type of things that we discuss with our brides. You know, they can go just about anywhere and change planes, but to make it more cost effective, the nonstop flights, if we can encounter them into the planning, then it's way more cost effective for everybody. You talked about being cost effective. Are there certain months of the year that might lend themselves to uh, offer better pricing for couples that are planning a honeymoon even though maybe a couple's getting married in December they may want to wait till you know March or April or something like that to do their honeymoon or is it just as expensive no matter when you go no uh, that's a good point because it is more expensive certain times of the year Thanksgiving and Christmas between Christmas and New Year's and then the Thanksgiving break if you can avoid those then you're halfway there Easter, believe it or not, has, is a very big travel time, and all of March, because March is spring break somewhere. And no matter if the destination doesn't get a lot of spring breakers, they take advantage of the spring break scenario to write, raise their prices. So many, many times, there's a lot of spring breakers in March, and the price is higher. So we try to move, move people away from that. You know, the first week in April is going to save you money versus any of March. And then after the holidays, say around January 5th, the first weekend in January, then the prices go down because nobody has any money from Christmas. <laughs> uh, the kids have to be back in school, so it's cost more cost effective. Plus, you're getting to a warmer destination from here. So what about then those summer months of the end of May through August? Are, are those The end of May is going to be cheaper, probably not over Memorial Day. Uh, when the kids start really getting out of school, June, July, August, that's when families travel. That's when families can travel. So the rates are going to be a little bit higher. And actually, the rates just came out for next year in the summer. This far in advance, sometimes they're even higher than what they will be. Wow. So a lot of times we'll, we will book it and suggest to our brides, our families, that we can revisit it and see if there's a lower price a little bit later. The main thing is to get the destination, the resort, and the wedding date set. Then we can work on more fine-tune the details. So something you just mentioned right there is that they can go ahead and book their trip, but talk to me about what happens if the price goes down. Well, that's where insurance comes in. We sell the insurance from the vendor that we're booking with, Apple Vacations, Fungi Vacations, or whoever. The insurance covers them not only if they cancel for any reason, but if their price goes down, then they get to take advantage of the lowest price guarantee. Many times that does happen. We, we at Ambassador Travel actively research the trips to see if they've gone down. Every time we, we get special notice, advance notice, so to speak, of sales. So we monitor our bookings and we go into that date range and see if anybody can qualifies for the lower rate. Well, I can attest to that firsthand because I've organized trips uh, with a group of friends one time with 12 people and another time with 14 people. And both times, uh, your staff had called us and let us know that the price had gone down. And I know of one of our trips that had gone down two different times. And we saved over $200 just uh, because you guys checked up the pricing of our trips frequently throughout our planning and was able to save us that much money. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. If a couple gets a lower price when you are checking their their current pricing of their trip, if they already have that money budgeted for their honeymoon, what are their options? Do they get that money back or is the rest of their balance lowered or can they use that money towards a, a an upgrade? Actually, all of the above. Um, say the rate goes down $200 and they're in a garden view room. Well, we always check the possibility. How much is it if they upgrade to an ocean view room or a preferred club room or a swim out room? or a balcony with the jacuzzi on it. If they've already budgeted it, then they definitely will upgrade because most honeymooners know it might not be another time before they go they travel again for many years. You know, they might start having children and not travel. So they want to have the most for their money and still have a great room, maybe a great view, but if they start out not being able to afford that, then we make them try to help them afford it with the downgrades. Now, you had talked about ocean view or garden view or things like that. Um, I know that sometimes it can be a little misleading whenever you see travel pamphlets or whatever because it might say it's an ocean view room, but it's not necessarily on the beach. You're going to see the ocean maybe from your balcony, but it might be from a distance. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's where we come in because if we've already been to that hotel or toured it, we can tell you, well, that's really not worth the upgrade because you're looking through trees. Because if once the foliage grows up, you can't see the ocean unless you're full ocean view. Sometimes there's a partial ocean view where if you lean over your balcony, you can see the ocean maybe or you can maybe hear it. So that's where a travel agency comes in as well because they can tell you that. Swim out rooms are very popular. That is my most favorite <laughs> thing on on our trips. That when we go to nice warm beaches, if you want to call it that, or nice warm resorts, Julia, tell them about my favorite type of room, that swim out room. You just walk out of your balcony, down some few steps, and you're in like your own little lazy river, and it goes on around. Some of them go all the way to the swim up bar. Otherwise, they have waiters that will come to your own private little area there and wait on you. When the pools close at night, you can go back to your own area, yes, your own lazy is, river. This is what I enjoy the most, the fact that I can get up first thing in the morning before the main pools get you know crazy busy. I can you know throw on my swim trunks and just kind of take a morning swim, but at the end of the night, after we've gone to dinner and we've gone to the you know evening entertainment or even the disco and you work up a sweat because for example in Mexico not too many places are air conditioned outside <laughs> uh, and so we can order room service and have a, a our own pool party uh, because the main pools are closed and we just have our own swim out that's my travel tip right there folks is consider that swim out room it is well well worth the upgrade yeah it's definitely my favorite as well now talking about upgrades uh, is it best to lock those in uh, with you when they're planning their trip. So I see sometimes people will try to, oh, I'll just do it at the resort. It might be cheaper. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there's two different ways to think about that. The first is if you're in a heavy, busy, traveled season, and we, from our knowledge, know that the better rooms sell out at that particular resort, then we tell you, if you want that, lock it in now. Now, in that kind of a situation, if you got the preferred club ocean front swim out butler suite, the likeliness of that going down is going to be not very much. So, if you want it, you need to you need to go ahead and reserve it. 
So you're kind of taking a risk of either if you want to get it now, otherwise you take the risk of it might not being available when you get to the resort. Correct, correct. Plus, if you've already got it and it goes down, then you don't have to worry about upgrading. It's already there. Now, are there any emerging destinations that you're seeing? Like, what's kind of like coming up on the edge of the envelope that, like, wow, this is going to be a, a great place for people to go? Or are there some really cool properties that uh, you're seeing that you can't wait to send people to? They are building more properties in Turks and Caicos. It's not a bad flight to Turks. You change planes one time, and the beaches there are phenomenal. Uh, Costa Rica is up and coming. They just have a secrets papagayo there that your own little cabins. Nassau, the Bahamas, believe it or not, is adding more resorts. And San Juan, Puerto Rico just opened a all-inclusive, the first all-inclusive ever in San Juan. Wow, okay. And in San Juan, you don't need a passport. How far in advance are you suggesting couples begin having the conversations with the travel agent in regards to booking their trips? We like to say at least nine months. Actually, a lot of times, that's not an high on their agenda. They want to get everything else lined up before, so sometimes we're only a three-month as far as a honeymoon, but a destination wedding, definitely nine to ten months. We can usually book things 11 months in advance and lock in the resort and sometimes the airfare as well. And uh, talk to me about payment options. Uh, a couple comes in and worked with one of you guys here at Ambassador Travel, and they picked the perfect spot for their honeymoon and you give them the bad news of the price. What what are their options? What payment options are available? Well, immediately there is a deposit due, and that's a vendor deposit we have to take care of. Then the balance is due sometimes 45 to 60 days before they travel. So what we offer in between those two dates, the mandatory two dates, we offer you to make payment. Every time you make a payment, we check your price. If your price goes down, once you if you have the insurance, and your price goes down, then you get the lower rate or you get the chance to upgrade. And like you said, sometimes it changes two or three times because if you book farther in advance, the rates don't seem to be as great far in advance, but as they get closer, they're adjusted. Another thing is, and we don't put a, a limit to the payments, we don't have fees for the payments. So if you want to make 10 payments, you can make 10 payments and we don't charge a fee. And 10 times we check the price. We also, for destination weddings, even offer that to the bride and groom's family and friends that are going. So anybody can make a payment. We do that for our cruise clients. Actually, it's become quite popular for just about a lot of destinations and a lot of tours where they want to make the payments, and we have absolutely no problem with that at all. Now, talk to me about another thing that I know that you guys offer that uh, sounds so cool. It's the honeymoon registry. Right. Yes, I've developed that honeymoon registry. In the 1980s, because so many brides I was talking to at the bridal shows couldn't afford honeymoon. So I developed this concept where once they book the honeymoon, we put them on our website under the honeymoon registry. We give them cards to put in the guests' shower invitations. That's when it works the best is for the shower invitations. And they register their honeymoon. The guests can purchase honeymoon certificates and they help them pay on the trip. That gives them money to buy their tours, or if you get enough of the money in advance, you can pay for tours, you can pay for upgrades, you can pay for first-class airline tickets. It works very, very well for all people, all honeymooners, 
whether they just want they're in two homes and they're coming down to one. They don't they need already, three more toasters. That's right. And they already live together. You know, it really does make it more affordable for them. And it works out very well. It's very, very popular now. Actually, there's quite a few travel agents that have copied me. If a family member wants to come in and purchase a honeymoon certificate, you know, towards uh, this couple's honeymoon, they get something from you for them to give to the bride and groom? Yes, to we say, have hey, a certificate we, we, we type up and give to them. And then we automatically, if they pay by check or cash, we will hold the money for the bride to decide what she wants to do. But if they pay by credit card, then we just pay on her trip. Wow, that's mm -hmm. awesome. You heard it here, folks, that you guys have the opportunity to uh, register with your travel agent here if you decide to go with Ambassador Travel. Uh, but as Julia said, that um, several other people have, have copied that concept. Talk to me about travel insurance. I know you mentioned that if they have travel insurance, that um, it will help as far as locking in the, the best rate guarantee, lowest price. But what other benefits are there for the insurance? Well, the insurance on tours is a little bit different than it is on cruises. Mostly on tours, though, where most a lot of people do a vacation is on a tour, Mexico, Caribbean, or wherever. It has the ability for you to cancel for any reason. That's huge because so many times someone comes into me and they say, oh, no, I don't want insurance because we're going no matter what. So my question to them is, do you have parents, siblings, do you have children, grandchildren? Would you travel if something happened to one of those people? Well, by then the answer is, well, no, we wouldn't. If your basement floods, would you leave? You know, if your pet passes away or your cows get out of the, <laughs> you know, get out into the pasture. These are all real things that have happened that I'm telling you about. And when they have the proper insurance, it's the way we guide them, then they get their money back. And that's the most important thing is to protect your money. If you're going to buy a $10,000 vacation, why not pay 200 or $300 for the insurance and then lose the insurance to get the rest of your money back? Well, and it kind of could pay for itself because if you're paying a, a $100, $200 or whatever for that insurance, but then the rate ends up going down from the time they booked it to the time their trip goes, they might end up saving that amount of money oh, yeah, plus, definitely, some, definitely. plus the other additional benefits. Let's talk about passports. You mentioned earlier you're on your fourth passport. Uh, how long does it take for someone to get a passport? If a couple comes in, they're planning their honeymoon, and they want to book a trip, what do you tell them about passports if they're going to Mexico or Punta Cana or somewhere? Well, for the honeymoon portion of it, if it's a honeymoon, I tell them not to get their passport until it's in the, the year that they're traveling or within a year of the travel. Because when the bride gets her passport, it has to be in her maiden name. When she travels, she's going to have to travel in her maiden name. But when she gets back from her honeymoon, she can turn that passport in. Complimentary, they redo it in her married name. A lot of times, what people will do once they get married, if they already have a passport, they just keep it and travel in their maiden name until they need to get a new one because then there's an extra charge to renew your passport. So it's yeah. not like they have to travel with a marriage license or no. anything like that? No. The marriage license comes in when they go to the resort, though. That's a good point because we tell all of our honeymooners to take a copy of their marriage license with them because at the resorts, they always have some kind of amenities for a honeymooner, but anybody can say they're on their honeymoon. So if you show them your honeymoon, your certificate or even an invitation, then you qualify for the amenities they give the honeymooners. I know at the, some of the secrets resorts that we've gone to, I know the honeymooners, you will walk through the halls and 
uh, we'll see a sash on the door that, that says honeymoon or they'll have a, a bottle of champagne or strawberries or something like that for right. them. Uh, and then I know on the daily bulletin, they'll list the names of the honeymoon couples that are there celebrating, which is kind of fun, especially when you're that young, you know, newly married couple and just blissfully in love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just to let everybody know, it's my honeymoon. It's my honeymoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we always, always look up those amenities and advise our honeymooners of those amenities. And for those that have the passports already, uh, what are some of the things they need to check uh, Definitely check to see if it's if it's expired, uh, because insurance we talked about insurance does not cover anybody going to the airport with an expired passport. A, you can't travel, and B, you're not going to get any money back. So it's very very important to check those validity dates. Some destinations like Punta Cana, the Dominican Republic, for example, your passport has to be valid for at least six months after you return. So this is something that we help with. We do request all passports copies of all passports to be given to us so we can declare their validity for where they're going. We've kind of covered all of those types of things. What are some helpful tips that you think couples should be considering uh, when looking at honeymoons or if they've already got their travel agent? What are some of the things that they need to be asking in planning their their trips or getting ready for their trips? Well, we always start out asking them questions to qualify where they want to go. Do you like a beach more than you like pools? Because quite honestly, there are some people that don't like to go to the beach. They like to look at it for a little bit, but they don't want to lay on it. So pools are more important to them. If beaches are important, then that tells us what destination to put them in. Because sometimes there's resorts that are on really bad beaches or there's resorts on really good beaches. Um, do they like to snorkel from the hotel, from the resort? That means the entry into the ocean has got to have a better entry instead of some rocky areas. Um, we always try to find out for a destination wedding, there's two different group options. One is a traditional group option where the bride and groom plan the entire thing for everybody or there's an option which you have taken advantage of it's what we call a small group option it's a group ease where they the bride and groom reserve I get them a promotion code that all their guests then use for discounts and the bride and groom are out of it they just call us and book everything so we need to determine which type they want to do and we explain all the details to them. When trying to help those couples decide uh, the best location that might fit kind of their personality it kind of sounds like what you're talking about. Here. Right, right. What are some other factors uh, that go into trying to decide what destinations or maybe even time of year? Oh yeah well we always try to tell people that the Caribbean has hurricane season somewhere anytime between June to September so we always want to advise people of that we do definitely help people if they're in a situation and they're in resort when there is a hurricane that hits. Um, many times before it hits, when there's a threat, we will help our clients reroute, go somewhere else, or cancel it and rebook it at a later time. I know that's a downer, but still it has to be done. Versus the last hurricane that hit the Caribbean a couple of years ago, everybody that booked online, they had absolutely no help at all. They weren't even answering their phones. And I'm talking about all the online agencies. Whereas we here, we answer the phones, 
We did everything we could to get them to safety. We know the people there so we can help more. Actually, I just had a destination wedding that got married in Mexico on um, October 3rd. And immediately when they landed, one of the couples had left, he had left his all his keys in their safe. So I immediately contacted the resort. It took me 30 days. And I was actually going to Mexico on my vacation, and I got the keys for him and brought him back. Oh, wow. That's yeah. personal service right Yeah, there. that's personal service. I mean, there's so many times we've done things like that that, I mean, there's many, many times where we know someone there that can get that, make it happen, and get it get their property to us or we've even gotten people out of jail before so <laughs> let's not go there no we won't <laughs> so just a little bit ago you you had talked about weather and hurricane season and you know those are types of things you deal with based on my personal experience and of friends we're a week away from our trip and we start looking online or looking at weather and, and so forth and oh my gosh it says it's going to rain every day of our trip talk to me about that whenever you see those weather reports yeah it is so hard to believe those weather reports i actually i just got back like i said it was supposed to thunderstorm every day we were there it rained one morning you know and that's what we try to tell people they the forecast you just can't believe the forecast you look at it here they can't even get it straight by looking out the window <laughs> sure so you know, many times if you're really if they're really really upset about the forecast, then we change their destination. But again, all Mexico, most of Mexico on the Caribbean side and all the Caribbean, it's the rainy season. Some one of those months, and sometimes you're going to get rain. Most of the time, it's raining early in the morning and it rains overnight, to where it's not going to hamper your day. But sometimes it will. And I know also, too, based on experience when booking trips with you, that when we pick up our, our final uh, travel documents, I know that you've got a really nice packet that you give your clients that has all kinds of packing tips and travel tips and, you know, just things that people might not have thought about uh, that is so super helpful. Julia, as we wrap up, I'm going to ask you the same question that we end all of our episodes with. You've got a couple who's got family and friends coming in from out of town for, let's say, their wedding here in the St. Louis area. What is one place that you would suggest if they said, tell us where we should send our friends or family to go visit in St. Louis to experience the essence of St. Louis? Is there a, a place in St. Louis or a restaurant that comes to mind instantly of this is where I should send them because this would really capture the essence of letting them experience Well, St. definitely Louis. the arch, especially since it's just been redone. There are just so many different areas in Missouri, uh, St. Louis, that's that's really eye-catching. Okay, great. Julia, thanks again for being here. If they have more questions and want to learn more from you about what you do and talk to you about possibly booking their honeymoon, how can they reach Ambassador Travel? Well, we can uh, email. That's uh, julie at four, the number four, ambassadortravel.com. Um, we have our website. You can reach us through the website. Oh, we have a phone number, 618-234-1046. And now we have the capability for you to text that number, and we can answer your text over our email. Great. We have a digital business card that we use, and you can text Travel Specialist to 63495 and reach us that way as well. All right, and we'll have all that contact information in the show notes. So if you're driving, we don't want you to... Uh, <laughs> have any incidents or accidents so uh, we'll put that information in the show notes for you again this is chris mcmahon from mcmusic events have a great day we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the st louis wedding podcast 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be updated when new episodes drop. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and submit any questions or suggested topics for future episodes. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. And until next time, we hope you're having fun planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area.